hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Connected by Community, a podcast brought to you by Ballantyne Capital Advisors. I'm Brian Ballantyne, and I'm joined by Cameron Cannon from our office. Uh, and today, we're excited to have Jason Weaver from Long Heat and Air. Jason, glad to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So before we jump into uh, heating and air, and I guess this time of year, it's more heating, but uh, but yeah. certainly in South Carolina, we want to talk about air. Tell us a little bit about yourself and let our folks know kind of, are you from this area? Do you have kids? Are you married? I am. Um, I live in central South Carolina. Um, and um, I've got two boys, um, a 10-year-old and a 15-year-old. Um, and I've been with Long Heating and Air about um, about eight years total. Gotcha. So 10, 10 and 15-year boys, you said? Yes, sir. You got your hands full then, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, a warning. In a few years, they turn out and they go to college because I got uh, one about go to go to college and one right behind. It goes by quick, so enjoy it. Yes, sir. Well, <laughs> they're growing up fast. I remember whenever they were they were small, and, um, and the years have just flown by. But, but we enjoy ourselves. We have fun. Um, we enjoy the sports and um, not only their sports, but living right there in Central, we're close to Clemson, so we go to the football games and stuff, so we have a good time. I was going to ask you that. Awful close. You can easily slide over to a game if you want to. Yes, sir. We we try to take advantage of it. Um, we're close to everything right there. We go to the mountains a lot, um, go up to the river, go trout fishing, go hiking, do things like that, and then we also uh, – Go to the football and baseball and basketball games as well. That's awesome. It's a great area. We were talking before we started the show, like just like Greenville, that whole area has just changed a lot because a lot of people have moved to the Clemson area, of course, the lakes and uh, all that area. So you're seeing a lot of change from when you were a kid, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I I grew up there whenever my father was younger, um, and and of course I was probably five years old. Um, we grew up in Union, South Carolina, um, and then he got transferred up to the Duke Power Nuclear Station. Um, so we moved to um, the central Clemson area when I was about five, and it's changed tremendously. Um, a lot of it for the good. You know, I miss I miss seeing some of the old places, the old Clemson house and things like that, but, but it's definitely changed a lot, and um and, and progressed so yeah that's for sure and the whole upstate has been a blessing and a curse i guess sometimes but yes, uh, more good than bad and certainly take it and with that i'm sure your business uh at long heating and air is is certainly done well and i want to kind of jump into that and, and maybe just as a high overview can you tell our listeners what all kind of services you guys do before we kind of talk a little more about specifics yes sir we're mostly a residential um hvac company we do we do um, some light commercial. Um, we do everything from installation, um, service work. We also um, have a great maintenance plan, and um, so that's the that's the main things that we do. And one of the biggest things is is maintenance. We we push maintenance really hard because it's you know finding what's wrong with the system before it actually breaks down is is the best thing possible for the customer and it also allows us to get ahead of problems and hopefully not work on weekends and holidays and things like that so 
Well, maybe talk a little bit about that then. And so, so preventative maintenance, you know, we're in the winter. Uh, I know in South Carolina, people are probably a little more scared of the summers, but we do get some cold. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe on both extremes, the heat and the cold, what are some things people could and should do on maintenance to to head off maybe waking up and they're freezing cold or they're they're too hot and, and their system's gone or, or not working? Yes, sir. The main thing that, that I tell people is to make sure you change your filters. That's first and foremost. Um, poor airflow can cause so many issues. In the summertime, it can cause a system to freeze up. Um, and then that can cause condensation issues, cause water issues coming through the ceiling and things like that. And in the wintertime, it can cause your system to overheat um, and it can cause numerous issues. So airflow is the most important thing um, with a system. So I tell people, change your filters regularly. Um, I'm, I don't like to tell people to wash their outdoor unit because there there's fins on the outdoor unit and if you put too much pressure on those fins, you can bend the, the fins in and it will cause the system to run a high head pressure and, and cause even further issues. So I like to leave that to the professionals. So um, if they're, they're very delicate, they are, they are. We've had, we've had customers before when we went to their house and we could tell that they've tried to wash their outdoor unit themselves. And we end up spending two or three hours trying to comb the fins out. So. Yes, they got sir. the heavy-duty pressure washer out in a that's scrub, a, that's <laughs> scrub right. brush. That's not right. the way to do it, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. But the preventative maintenance overall is just it's great for the system. You know, in the springtime, we go out, we clean the outdoor unit, um, and then we check everything to do with your air conditioning system. Um, we take amp draws on all the motors. We check your refrigerant pressures. Um, and then in the in the fall, it's it's uh, depending on whether it's a heat pump or a gas furnace. Um, we do a full heating inspection where we check the uh, gas furnaces are, are a big deal for me um, because they can cause so many issues, health issues. Uh, they can even cause fatality. So if you have a gas furnace, I I, re- I recommend having it inspected once a year. So it at least get the heat exchanger looked at. So if there's a crack or a hole in the heat exchanger, then um, then it can be addressed because if that happens, it puts carbon monoxide in the house and and that can cause you to go to sleep and not wake up. So that's it's a having the heating inspection is just as important as having the cooling inspection. Well, you hit on several things. I want to go back to maybe the beginning, okay. come back to to that uh, filter. So obviously, you can buy these uh, ninety nine cent or two dollar filters, or you can buy these really expensive ones. Mm-hmm. I think at my house there's something called Air Bear, and they're, I don't know, I think they're pretty expensive. Yes, sir. Um, and I don't know if that's more common nowadays. But mm-hmm. uh, pros, cons, do they all work just as good? Obviously, there's a reason the others are more expensive. Is it just more important you change them? Maybe a little bit about that. Yes, sir. So your non-pleated filters are going to be your, your cheap filters, um, and they they allow for great airflow, but with that, you're also allowing particles to get through them, um, and those particles will go to the coil, and eventually you you can have the potential of having the coil clog up because of that. Um, your more expensive pleated filters, um, your one-inch filters, they're going to be, um, they do restrict airflow a little bit, um, but they also catch more of the dirt and the dust. Um, and then you go all the way to a media filter, which is a four- or five-inch filter, um, 
which is what we truly recommend because they will, if you if you have a media filter, it only needs to be changed once a year if you don't have pets or once every six months if you do have pets. Um, and it will catch uh, everything. And it's a, it's a great filter. So. Could have household members just shedding. Yeah, yeah you could. <laughs> My daughter's uh, hair. I'm just. Yeah, absolutely. I'm joking. Absolutely. I love her dearly, so. Well, one thing I was going to ask, I have a dog and he sheds profusely, which is just ridiculous. How important is it to, to you know, stay up to date on the maintenance, change the filters, things like that, uh, even clean the vents and stuff if you do have animals running around? It's very important. Um, the dog hair, we found it's uh, it, it's tremendously um, rough on the system. So, and if you, the non-pleated filters, they recommend changing those once a month. The pleated filters, they recommend changing every 90 days. But I tell people, if you have pets, go ahead and cut that in half, you know, because it's, it's, uh, it, especially if a dog sheds a lot, because it will, it'll get into the filter because it's, it's pulling that return air. Um, if your filters are closer to the ground, they're going to get dirtier. The ones in the ceiling, um, they don't get as dirty, but you'll notice your dirtier filters will be in your high traffic areas. What what about like older homes versus newer homes? Do you see older homes uh, having more t- more particulates and or, or, or issues? I mean, assuming the system's fairly new, uh, or th- ways you may have to treat uh, a system that's an older home. Yes, sir. Well, yes and no. Some of the new construction homes that are being built, uh, the cleaners do the best they can to get all the dirt and debris um, out of the house from construction, but still. I tell people it takes about a year for all that dirt and dust to settle. Um, so those filters will get dirty really quickly in the new construction houses. In the older um, homes, you'll notice that um, depending on how long, how old the HVAC system is and how old the ductwork is, um, you you tend to see the filters not get dirty as quickly. So Interesting. Yeah. I can attest that's true. We've built a couple houses, and I think one of the things we've always done is after three or four months, go ahead and switch it out, and then I think six months later, uh, that first year, because it, it, the dust is yeah, in the sure. air, and you don't even realize it. Yeah, it does, especially when you're doing the maintenance on one and you pull the door off the system. You can really see that a lot of drywall dust yep. is, is inside of the um, the motor compartment uh, where, where the blower motor is, and Sometimes it can be caped up and that needs to be cleaned. And whenever we do the maintenance on a system, if you're a maintenance member of ours, we change the filters for you whenever we're out there. So um, that's a that's a big benefit, too, especially for older customers. Um, and we've even we even have a few older customers that are on a filter schedule with us that will just go out and change the filters for them when it's time. Um because we're all going to be there one day, so yes. we try to we try to help them out as much as we can. Gotcha. I, I want to go back to something though. You said uh, carbon monoxide uh, poison in the wrist. There, um, I've always been a little sensitive to it. Fortunate, I don't have any experience of ever having any issues. Mm-hmm. But they do call it the silent killer. So, you know, just how deadly is that? How common's that? And do people really overlook that? Because I think maybe they do. They absolutely do. Um, it was. Probably two weeks ago, we were at a house, and we found a severe crack in the heat exchanger, um, and we brought it to the customer's attention, and come to find out, they had been 
having a headache for the last two winters. Um, so, oh my goodness, they were lucky that they called us and we were able to find it because it it could have went even further. And and there has been cases um, where it's gotten bad enough that people have passed away from it. So we take. We take we take carbon monoxide readings whenever we're there doing the maintenance or we're there for a no heat call. Um, we'll take the carbon monoxide readings. We also inspect the heat exchanger with a camera. Um, so we we do everything we can to poss- possibly to to make sure that when we leave that customer's house that they're they're safe. Yeah, and I mean I guess as a side note, people just need to get they're pretty cheap carbon monoxide detectors. And you may save your life and then try to figure out the problem. Could be that or some other issue. So Yes, sir. And I, I recommend even on single level homes if you to have a carbon monoxide detector on each side of the home. So yep. um you can never have too many, but right. on a on a single level with one system, one on each side of the home is is the best because somewhere um Depending on how your duct works running, you're going to get more airflow on one end of the house or the other. We try to balance it out best we can, but um, it's good to have it on both sides of the home where it can be detected quickly. So, so that brings up my next issue I want to talk about. Okay. Now it's serious stuff. What about hormonal houses? And what I mean by that is our office. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, someone's hot, someone's cold, someone's running the air conditioner, someone's running the heat, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and obviously that's best addressed in construction. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when that ship has sailed, uh, what is one to do when one room's hot? And a lot of it has to do with where the sun comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's July and the sun's beating down on one room. And, you know, frankly, I don't know how you adjust for that, but I don't know if there's magical solutions other than a, uh, one of these split systems that uh, many splits, I think they call them, you can put in afterwards. Mm-hmm. But just curious, any any ideas, suggestions to get better flow or things people could do? Yeah. So one of the things that's really popular is zoning. Um, and you take a, a single level house and if it's pretty um, 2,000 square feet, then you can you can take that house and basically with one air conditioning system, you can divide that house in half um, and you can you can zone it. So meaning you'll have two thermostats, but one system. And those thermostats work independently off of zone dampers. Those zone dampers will open and close depending on which zone is calling, um, which thermostat is calling. So that's the best way um, to address it. And they also, um, another way is you can get a Honeywell T10 thermostat. You can put up to four sensors on that thermostat. So you can have, and at any point in time, you can go on your phone and make any of those sensors your main thermostat if you want to. Um, you can also do an average between the four sensors, or um, you can control, at least um, help control the temperature in different areas with it. So it's a, it's a great tool. We use it a lot whenever... Um, even I know, and you're talking about in here with people being, but even even some married couples, one will be hot and the other one will be cold, depending on which room they're in in the house. So, the T10 with the sensors has helped out a lot. We may have to have a talk about this afterwards. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> Brian's gonna have it set. The main sensors in his office. <laughs> well, my office just gets the sun, and so it's, it truly is hot. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's not. I mean, I'm hot nature, but 
anyone can come to my office and, and it'll sometimes be a 10 degrees difference. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, in some of the, you know, we have a, if you're in a conference room or something, a room and you shut the door, you're going to build up body heat and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about where doors are open, air flowing, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- that's, that's some good things. So, um, what else am I not asking about? I think, I mean, y'all hit on, I, I have an old home, so I've learned a lot on that and changing the filters. I probably need to be better about that because I have a dog and an old house. So that's probably two, two negatives on my side, but yeah. Yeah, that's good. To, good to do. I, and I've done the zone system uh, in a couple houses and it really does work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I certainly highly recommend it because we like to sleep with it a little bit cooler. And so at nighttime, especially in the summer, you know, we'll crank it down in our bedroom area, but the other area, I don't, I'm not want to pay to, you know, have that at the same, same temperature. Mm-hmm. So uh, a place like this, they'll usually have manual dampers in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times those manual dampers can be adjusted. So you may want to have someone or have us look and see, because there's usually there's manual dampers that can be opened or closed off. If someone's too cold, you can close the damper off a little bit. If someone's too warm, you can open the damper up for their area. So a lot of times these, they'll have individual dampers in them. So. So curious is, do you get more calls during the, the the summer, the winter, or both? I mean, obviously, I'm sure when it's really hot or really cold are your peak seasons. Yeah, the summertime, yeah. Um, we 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 have found that um, when it gets cold, people can put clothes on yeah. and things like that. But when it gets extremely hot, there's only so much you can do. So you can only get out of your birthday suit. That's it. That's <laughs> it. So usually July, um, June, July, August, those times. That's that's our busiest months, but we do we do get a lot of calls too for that initial cold burst where if it gets cold down in the 30s for a day it doesn't doesn't seem to affect it a whole lot but whenever it gets down into the 20s or 30s for three or four consecutive days that's whenever we start getting a lot of phone calls. I suspect when someone hadn't turned their system on, it cranks up for the first time or supposed to, and it doesn't. That's it. That's yes, the call, sir. right? That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. We get a lot of those calls. What about different offices? Are you guys just just in the Greenville area? Or what areas are you in? No, so right now we have um, Long Heating and Air in Greenville and Columbia. Okay. So we, um, our main hub is in Greenville, um, but we also have um, Long Heating and Air in Columbia. We've we've been down there um, for a number of years, mainly doing new construction. Mm-hmm. But we're starting to open up a service side mm-hmm. down in that area as well. So. Um, we service the whole upstate as as well as um, Columbia and the surrounding areas as well. So you guys go all the way, say, from Spartanburg over to the lakes? Yes, sir, we do. We uh, try not to go too far, uh, but uh, it, usually we end up going. Um, yeah. But we try to, we try to get, we've been, we've been in Marietta some, um, Lake Kiwi, all the way on the other side of Spartanburg in those areas. So um, we just, we try to get everyone that we can. Yep. Where it makes sense, you know. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I know Cameron, I think, has at least one more question uh, that we always like to ask. Yeah, so we always like to ask, what makes you tick? What makes me tick? Helping people. That's what makes me tick. Um, I'm prior military, so... I did. I did heating and air in the Air Force, um, and I've been doing it now for 22 years. And I get the satisfaction of helping people. That's that's what I love to do. I love to take someone's problem and be able to fix it. 
and I think all your your really good, your great technicians. That's that's what they enjoy more than anything is just being able to help people. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for your service to our country first and foremost. Thank you. And uh, thanks for what you do in the community. And if folks want to reach out to you guys and find you, how would they find Long Heating and Air if they wanted to say, "Hey, I need to get my filters changed" or talk about some of the service issues? Yes, they can reach us um, at, at www.longheatingandair.com. Um, or they can um, give us a call at 864-213-9899. Awesome. Jason, thank you for coming, and uh, I've learned a thing or two. We might have a little conversation after this podcast about some airflow issues we're having. So, Yes, sir, absolutely. We'll do that. And thank you all for joining us out there in our community. We thank you for being a part of this podcast. Go out and find us on various social media platforms or your favorite podcast platforms. Until we see you next time, go out and make our community great. All information during this podcast is for discussion purposes only, should not be construed as advice. Please seek the advice of appropriate professionals before acting on anything in this podcast. Past performance is not an indicator of future results. Securities through Triad Advisors, LLC, member FINRA. Advisor services through Ballantyne Capital Advisors, Inc., Triad Advisors, and Ballantyne Capital Advisors are not affiliated.